Rat And welcome everybody to a Tiny Toons episode of the Animaniacast. Someone as famous as him would certainly know where to locate Mr. DeVille. Gee, is it okay to bother him? Right and wrong have no place here. This is Hollywood. And welcome everybody to another episode of Talking Tiny Tunes. Yes, this of course is the spin-off series of the Animaniacast, and today we are talking all about another episode of Tiny Toon Adventures, and we're going to revisit all the cultural references and gags that we could find, and of course, in the end, we're going to give this episode of Tiny Toons a water tower rating, just like we do for Animaniacs and Freakazoid and Pinky in the Brain. It's kind of the thing we do. I am Joey, and joining me once again are my co-hosts. There's my brother, Nathan. Hey, don't try this at home, kids. This should be done only by trained professional idiots. All right. And across the country in Georgia, (laughs) there's Kelly. Hello. Hello, everybody. We are back, and we are recording together once again. Hooray. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Hi, Nathan. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Joey. Hi, Kelly. Hello. (laughs) We've had a few. We've had a, a couple weeks off of not being with, like talking to each other. It's kind of nice to be able to actually we're talking again. tiny tunes. We're talking uh, tiny tunes again. <laughs> together. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> today we are talking about an episode of Tiny Tune Adventures that once again was voted upon by our patrons over at Patreon.com/slash/AnimaniCast. That's right. Our supporters over there not only get great bonuses like creators commentary series and some of them are even getting awesome decals and some of them are also getting signed cards from tom ruger but they're also getting little bonuses like this they get to tell us what to do this is is what happens you know you, you you put some money down and you're basically in charge of us so thank you patrons for picking this episode and of course this episode is Hollywood Plucky. Now, this is the 26th episode of Tiny Toons. However, it's all messed up on the DVD and Hulu. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Because if you you look this up on Wikipedia, just uh in general, it'll say episode 7 came out in September or something. But I think someone's just like, well, it must have been. It must have come out after that episode six because that's where it is on the dvd so So this is very confusing for something like this i think we might need to i'm gonna go with the the initial thing here calling it episode 26 yeah that's Um, from the only other source that says it's not is wikipedia and then of course the dvds have it randomly and (laughs) yeah the 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 dvd says it's episode eight and then hulu says it's episode seven Mm -hmm. but at, at any rate, it it's episode twenty-six. It must be uh, sure. So whatever, uh, Nathan and Kelly. If someone were to ask you about this episode, whether it's twenty-six, seven, or eight, uh, Hollywood Plucky, what would you tell them in just a few words? Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. Oh, it's like a a, a journey to my old town of in California, the beauties and riches of living in. Uh, 
The city of angels. Yes, indeed. <laughs> the traffic and the lovely people that live there. Right outside your door, you could open up and uh, <laughs> there's a sanitation strike every day. Yeah. Apparently. Um, <laughs> Kelly, what about you? It reminded me of the one time I went to Los Angeles and Hollywood and then also Indiana Jones. Oh, yes. That's the two are those, are those are highlights. I saw Indiana Jones. I was like, that's a highlight for Kelly right there. Yep. Which I am so excited about uh, the next Indiana Jones coming out. I mean, even though Spielberg's not directing it, uh, we got John Williams coming back. And if Harrison Ford can just stop getting injured all the time. I'm excited that the Paramount Plus is streaming young Indiana Jones. Oh, Ooh. and that Sean Patrick Flannery is going to be in The Boys season three. Oh, that's very cool, too. I, I got to tell you, Kelly, I didn't tell you before. I uh, just this last week ordered the three volumes of Young Indiana Jones on DVD. Because well, you didn't have them already. I've had I them didn't. for years. I didn't. I decided I saw that they were streaming on Paramount Plus and I said, you know what? I should get those right now because they see those seem to go away sometimes when they start streaming. Uh, and I don't have Paramount Plus and I wanted all the extras because there's like tons and tons of extras. Like, yeah. And being a teacher, I'm like, those are good extras for me. Uh, so I just went and bought the whole set. I'm expecting it soon. I'm a very excited thing. But we're not talking Indiana Jones on this, we're talking Hollywood Plucky. Talking to Tiny Toons. Talking Tiny Toons. <laughs> and Hollywood Plucky. Nathan, tell us, when did Hollywood Plucky first premiere? What date are we going with? I'm going with October 23rd, 1990, which was a Tuesday. Uh, this was the same day that Iraq announced the release of 330 French hostages after their invasion of Kuwait earlier that month, I think. So... It's right in that right in that time. It's also two days before the first Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode. Because this is a Halloween episode, obviously. <laughs> of course. <laughs> came out October twenty third. So was, back when um, back when Treehouse of Horror actually came out around Halloween. Yeah. Like for so the many first years. one came out on Halloween. So Yeah. The the for so many years I'm just used to Treehouse of Horror just coming out in September or September. Sometimes yeah. I think Late even November. once or yeah, one, once or twice it's been in November as well. Yeah. And I'm like Whatever. Uh, of course, the first Treehouse of War was like one of the absolute best as well. So, sure. uh, this I remember watching this episode. I don't remember Iraq releasing hostages, but I do remember watching this episode as a kid a few times. <laughs> yeah. Um, In the news, there was a whole, you know, because Bush and the UN nations is very upset with uh, Iraq for invading Kuwait. So, it was just things were about to go that. down. Things yeah. were about to go down. I do remember that when the we were listening to the radio when Bush actually did go on the radio and say, I'm declaring war. And uh, <laughs> as soon as we were hearing that live on the radio, my mom was driving by uh, a fire station. And the warning siren outside of the station went on. And my mom almost got into a, a crash because she thought it was a nuclear bomb sirens going off uh <laughs> so that was scary uh but at any rate do you two remember hollywood plucky like watching this episode at all uh growing up nathan let's start with was, you because you were you were like very young three when this yeah. episode first came out so i don't remember seeing it when it first came out i'm trying to any i mean like or anything? the the uh the mr uh 
Cavill or what's his uh he he looked Cooper um, Deville. Cooper Deville. He looked he looked familiar, but I wonder if I've just seen the caricature and other things besides this, but well we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh but uh <laughs> Kelly, what about you? Do you remember this episode at all? No, I don't really remember. Well, I I I I remember loving this episode as a kid and um uh, I did actually show it recently to some of the kids in my uh summer school class as well, some fourth graders. And they got a positive uh, reaction at it as well, as well, even though they didn't really understand who some of these celebrities are. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about the episode. Let's talk about Hollywood Plucky. And Hollywood Plucky was written by Sherry Stoner. There were storyboards, which uh, were created by Bruce Tim and Douglas McCarthy. And it was directed by Art Vitello. And uh, Nathan, why don't you tell us what happens here in the first section of Hollywood Plucky? All right. Well, we are in an awards show. It's uh, like the Oscars are going on. Um, we've got some sort of actor is announcing the winner of the best picture, and it's the Pluggy Duck story, is the winner, um, which uh, stars the our hero, our protagonist, Plucky. Uh, he's coming down. He's making an acceptance speech. I'd like to thank my brilliant director, Mr. Cooper DeVille. Now, nah, wait, I don't want to thank anybody. This moment is mine, mine, mine. <laughs> but to my good pals, Buster and Babs, I do want to say I'm so sorry that their movie, The Buster and Babs Story, bombed. <laughs> But that's showbiz. <laughs> Plucky, wake up. We're almost there. <laughs> and then he uh, notices that his, his statue that he's holding starts talking to him in Hampton's voice and saying, like, wake up, Plucky. And then, you know, he wakes up and his hands are instead around Hampton's neck, choking him. Uh, <laughs> and he finds out, no, they're just on a bus to Hollywood to give the script to Cooper DeVille. So, uh... And we're, we find out that Babs and Buster are actually, they were supposed to join them, but uh, they went to the wrong bus stop because Plucky told them to go to a different bus stop in the middle of the desert. Uh, so they what will not jerk. be joining us in this story, even though they have their own script for called the Babs and Buster story that they also wanted to give to Mr. DeVille. Uh, there's a quick uh, cut to entertainment tonight for no reason, just to get us back to Plucky. <laughs> 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 Where we... Um, he 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 goes to Hollywood and Vine. This is where he gets off the bus, and he's going to the Chinese theater. He sees Indiana Jones uh, putting his name in the cement, and he goes to meet because he's like, "Hey, Indiana Jones is going to know Cooper Deville. Let me go ask him how I can get him and maybe get his autograph." Indiana Jones, how do you do? Plucky Duck's the name. Listen, I'm looking for a friend of yours. Goodbye, Duck. Am I going someplace? But uh, instead, he uh, gets stuck in cement and he gets so I mean, at least he comes away with some souvenirs, which is nice. But uh, so he gets the, the whip from Indiana Jones. He gets a cement block, but he can't really walk anywhere. So he's going to try to get the cement block off his feet. So he he ties it to a bus and he grabs onto a, a like a one of those parking meters. And while the bus is pulling on his legs, he's getting stretched far away cooper deville comes out of the uh 
local shop right there. your credit card. DeVille? Mr. DeVille, wait! Have I got a script for you? He didn't get to meet Cooper DeVille. It's very sad. Um, But the cement block is at least broken now because he had this whole long crashing thing uh, it's yeah it's fun and then uh <laughs> <laughs> the lucky for them there's a, a man on the street corner and he's like hey you want to know cooper deville i am uh part of a movie i can get you in as actors in this movie so you can meet him and plucky and hampton are very excited so they go off with his man and that's the end of the first segment yes or the first so, act. <laughs> first act of the thing. Yes. Now, Nathan mentioned the uh, giving away the award. Of course, uh, he sounded a lot like uh, uh, Runt for some reason. But yeah, it I noticed is... that. But he didn't look like Runt. <laughs> no, so. it did not look like Runt. It was the character, of course, of <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. Uh, and, of course, then we go into the Entertainment Tonight parody. Uh, I, I, I personally like the name Mary Heartless, uh, but uh, this is uh, Mary Vane. And uh, John Face instead of John Tesh, because John Tesh does have a very big, I mean, he's mostly just a head, I think. I, I, I think the caricature of him was very close to real life, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, Art Vitello's name appears in the uh, Walk of Fame, and also, I believe, it appears in the Entertainment Tonight, like, uh, clapperboard, I think. They show Art Fatello and I think some of the other folks working on the episode as well. I don't know those off the top of my head, but yes, Art Fatello's putting his name in there <laughs> a few times. Uh, besides Indiana Jones, of course, with the, which was an obvious, you know, cool reference right there we've mentioned a couple times, uh, they mentioned Artie Johnson, and uh, Hampton wants to go f- see what Artie Johnson's house looks like on the Hollywood tour. And Artie Johnson was uh, he was in Laugh-In, uh, among other things. And, of course, he was the voice of Newt from uh, the Minerva Mink cartoon, Meet Minerva, I believe. So, yeah, he's a smarty every day. <laughs> you are a smarty every day. Yes, I am. But uh, I think that's about it. I think for the comes talk to, about to Cooper Deville's caricature. Oh yeah, if you well want. Cooper Deville's caricature. I mean that's that's a caricature of Tom Ruger right there. He created um, Tiny Toons. Why well, he did and well, and Animaniacs, and but stuff. not yet, not at this time. Not this time. It. But uh, they yes, Cooper Deville uh, was kind of. He looks like kind of a mixture of if Tom Ruger. Steven Spielberg and Woody Allen were kind of mixed in a blender. Yeah, you don't hear him talk in this, but when he talks later, he's definitely Woody Allen's Woody voice. Woody Allen, Rob Paulson, Woody Allen voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yes, what I particularly thought was kind of funny about this was he comes out of the store. You mentioned the store he's coming out of um, that he forgot his credit card in. Mm-hmm. Stack of boxes, huge. You know, this this, uh, this Cooper DeVille is a really short guy. But he's holding like six feet of boxes. He's coming out of Frogricks uh, on Hollywood right there. 
And uh, Frog, there's a there's a of course the Fredericks of Hollywood. Frodericks? Fro, is it Frodericks? Perhaps oh, I don't know. Frodrick Frankenstein. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> but uh, this particular one is Fro Frogricks or Frogricks, and uh, and so it's a lingerie store. I just think it's uh, it was kind of an interesting <laughs> thing that this character is walking out with so many things, and it's a uh, swimsuits and lingerie apparently. So. Go go think of that what you will what what they were what they were yeah, saying yeah and I was I was wondering if his name was also a play on Cecil DeMille just yeah like, Cecil DeMille yeah the uh, Cecil B DeMille Cecil, yeah yeah the MG I believe he well, was, I was just thinking of the ready for my close up Mister DeMille yes and he was a director for MGM I believe if I'm not mistaken so. yes classic Hollywood director so uh, or producer or both <laughs> again am I an expert no I just know the name so there you, you, you go uh, <laughs> but there's a lot of cool stuff in this uh, first uh, little part right here but let's start talk about some of the highlights for you uh, Kelly what, what were some things that stuck out for you Indiana Jones ah yes <laughs> it was a pretty good uh, likeness of, of him I thought um Although I thought the idea of Harrison Ford dressing up as Indiana Jones, like he wasn't Harrison Ford, it was Indiana Jones. Um, <laughs> it was kind of funny that yes, it. Uh, but th- that's what they do in this episode. It's not Michael Keaton necessarily. It's Batman. When I went um, to the 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 theater and saw the the handprints and stuff, um, I took a picture of um, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, and um, you know they'd put their hands and stood in the cement and so I, I put my hand on Steven Spielberg's handprint and took a picture. Ah. And then so, at the wax museum right next door I took a picture with the wax figure of Steven Spielberg. <laughs> it was it was cool. Yes. Uh well I uh I've I've been to Hollywood. Of course Nathan you've been to you've lived you have to excuse Excuse me, everybody. There's you might hear little puppy, puppy. bark. Yeah, little puppy, puppy. barking. My, our, my my new puppy wants to be on the show as a as the fourth co host, and I keep mm. telling him no, you can't. Maybe and next week. Maybe next week he might have a have a role. To <laughs> he hasn't even watched the episode. You can't come in mm. here if you're anyway, not going to do the work. Exactly. Know. I'm not going to. No, no. Uh, he doesn't even help with show notes. Nothing. He just sits and eats and barks. That's all he does. Anyway. Uh, we've been to Hollywood, uh, and it's definitely not the glamorous version that you might think that yeah. <laughs> going in. I thought the, 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 when they get out of Hollywood and Vine and see the people that are actually on the streets of Hollywood, uh, I was like, yep, that's still true to life. Even though yep. they've cleaned it up quite a bit, they've tried to do kind of like a Times Square kind of thing with that area. Um, it's still... I mean, Nathan, you, you you've li- lived in LA. Yeah. I mean, and well, and also you don't want to go to Hollywood. Like, it's just no. like there's nowhere to park anyway. Like, that's not where. If you live in LA, you don't go to those kinds of places. No, know? it's just nothing but tourists. <laughs> it's nothing but tour yeah. like uh, tourist shops that have overpriced souvenirs. Mm-hmm. And um, but there is uh, a cool Star Wars bar over there, Scum and Villainy Cantina, which I've been to. Um, I had <laughs> I just had a Red Bull. <laughs> Oh but but it was most, was the most interesting drink for me. But it was a it's a cool cantina. It's a well they don't call it Star Wars themed. They call it space themed. But it basically looks like the Mos Eisley Cantina. Oh, that's uh, cool. I don't think that was there when I went. Yeah, that's a that's a relatively new one. And Kevin Smith does podcasts live from there every now and then nice. as well. So it's, yeah, some it's of the, they have these kinds of pop up places too that. 
that don't always last. But yeah, but you definitely one. don't see. I was when I was watching this with the with my uh, fourth grade class. They were they were totally buying into Hollywood. Is when you get there, you'll see celebrities. Like I told them, "Yep, that's what Hollywood looks like when you actually get there." And they said, "Well, did you see celebrities?" And I just said, "No, not on Hollywood. You don't yeah. see them on Hollywood and Vine." But um, um, I think we should also mention that this episode um, has a lot of references to Hollywood Daffy, which was a cartoon, I believe, I want to say 1939, but that might be off. But uh, Plucky Duck goes to Hollywood to try to... to Daffy Duck. Daffy Duck. I'm sorry. Daffy Duck <laughs> goes to Hollywood in that version. I was version. like, then it's really similar. <laughs> it's really, really similar. No, in that version, I, I, he's basically doing a lot of the same things of trying to get past the guard and acting like different celebrities of the time in that mm-hmm. version. Uh, but one of the first shots of that cartoon is the Hollywood and Vine sign and him getting off of a bus. So a very similar plot in this one as well. So that was kind of cool to see. Um, it's a pretty good plucky, uh, Daffy <laughs> Duck cartoon as well. Um, but yeah, are there any other little moments in this uh, first section that we should talk about or should we just go on to part two? Um, I still really like when he's choking Hampton. <laughs> Hampton did look funny. I, <laughs> I just I was, love that, that waking did, up from the dream. And he's did, not like upset that yeah. he's like <laughs> showing this to the showing this to my students. Um, they did chuckle at that part when he wakes up and he's just squeezing Hampton purple. Um, I also did like the moment when he's going down to accept the award that. The, they painted the, the the celebrities in the audience like falling asleep. This is Plucky. Yep. This is Plucky's dream. Like they should be all happy to see him. But <laughs> even in his own dream, his subconscious is making those people bored out of their minds because they didn't. They were not happy, and then just falling asleep at the award ceremony. Probably was, easier to animate too. That's very true. You don't have to worry about them moving them. They're just all asleep. Well, let's go ahead and get to the second part, and uh, of of this right after our commercial. They were three brothers learning the ways of the ninja, but what started as a game suddenly turned real. Those kids. You should run. You should hide. You should kick their butt. Now three heroic kids are taking on one ruthless criminal. And they're determined to have the last laugh. Enjoy the ride. Three ninjas. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Coming soon. So when we get back from commercial, it's Plucky and Hampton, and they are over at Flavio's uh, restaurant. And so, which I was thinking, Flavio? Like the hip hippo? No, no, no. Flavio is like this kind of, I think he's the guy, you see the guy with the, the little like afro hair and the 70s shirt and stuff like that? I think. Yeah, he's the one that talks to him. Is Yeah, the- so he's talking to this little chef who sweats profusely all the time. Uh, voiced by Jim Cummings, and a really funny voice. Hey, uh, I've brought some uh, actors to play the parts of the waiter and the valet, you know, in our new Cooper DeVille picture. What? You know, our new picture. Ah, yes, perfect. You shall play the part of the waiter, and you, my fine, piggish lad, shall play the part of the valet, parker of cars, keeper of keys. 
key. Your scenes will be played in the parking lot. So follow me. I'll get you into a <coughs> wardrobe. Where's Mr. DeVille? Uh, he's a shy director. He prefers to hide behind the cameras. <laughs> Come along. But Plucky's, you know, going to be the waiter, and they're doing a documentary-style film. So this is where Plucky basically gets to serve food to celebrity and enter celebrity caricatures. And there's a bunch of them. So let's see if I could list off. Let me go down to our little notes here where we try to list them off here. So the cameos we see, the most obscure one is one of the first ones. Uh, Larry and then his brother Daryl and his other brother Daryl. And that's from Newhart. I am a waiter, and so I shall wait. Hello, may I take your order? Hi, I'm Larry, and this is my brother Daryl, and this is my other brother Daryl. What's your catch of the day? Me, lucky girl, you. Did I you... watched a bunch of YouTube videos. I even linked a YouTube video there. Wow. Now, did you? Now, I do remember Newhart being on TV when I was a little kid, but I wasn't really into it because it was too. It was like a show my parents or grandparents would watch. I don't know, Kelly. Nathan? No, I, I didn't watch it. Now, I knew it was very popular, and it won a lot of awards. Uh, but, of course, one of the other uh, brother Daryls, the other brother Daryl in this case, was Daryl Hannah. So, Daryl Hannah, of course, from Splash. And uh, it didn't sound like her, but I thought it did a pretty good job of doing a Daryl Hannah caricature. Um, there's also Roseanne, who almost eats Plucky when he flies into a sandwich. And Batman, who comes in to uh, Hampton, who is the Green Beret, not Green Beret, Green Valet, uh-huh. uh, over at this restaurant. And uh, Hampton gets to park the Batmobile, which is really cool. It's like the old, uh, you know, Tim Burton-style Batmobile. And when uh, Plucky asks for Batman's coat it has perhaps the best reveal in the entire uh, episode, which is he zips down and there is Michael Keaton. May I take your cape, sir? <laughs> Another Hollywood illusion shattered. Uh, we also have uh, Woody Allen, Mike Tyson, <laughs> with a very nice line about fingerling potatoes. Santa Fe fingerlings. Uh, what can I get you, Mr. Chancellor? I'll have your Santa Fe fingerlings, please. We have uh, Cher, which, you know, Hampton really falls in love with Cher a lot. I don't know how, I always thought that Cher was, like, always old, but I she she still looks the same. She her And even her mom still looks, I think even Cher's mom is still alive and still looks amazing. Meryl Streep is in it. Cher and Meryl Streep were in movie. They were in that, uh... Uh, seven. Wait, uh, Abba movie. What's the, se- the sequel? Mamma Mia. Here we go again. The the second one or the, the second one. They're okay. both. In that I was one. like, have they made two or three of those? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, sure they've been in other movies. Too, the but. Meryl Streep caricature and impression is very good. I'm just thinking. I saw. I was thinking like, I, I don't. You know, I, I Meryl Streep's impression. I've never seen a, an impression of Meryl Streep, but I thought that was really good for some reason. <laughs> Have a goat cheese pizza, please. We're proud to present to you the award for best entree ordering in a lead role. <sighs> Thank you. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Nicholson is in it, uh, talking about the Caesar salad, uh, where and uh, so Plucky acts like Caesar, and then he acts like Groucho, and they have a cool little Marx Brothers reference in there because uh, Plucky asks him if you'd rather have soup instead. Meaning duck soup. Like, duck soup. Duck soup was a Marx Brothers film. Oh my gosh, so so witty. David Letterman with with uh, Paul Shear, not Paul Shear. You put Paul Shear. Yeah, uh, it's the other uh, guy. It's Paul Paul the, Schaefer. Schaefer. That's yeah, it. that's Thank the you. one. Yeah, Paul Shear is also bald, but he is not. <laughs> he was not on the David Letterman show. Um, so Pee Wee Herman has a quick thing dropping off his. His bike, and of course we have the cast of Star Trek with Bones and Spock and Captain Kirk uh, trying to drop off the Enterprise. Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, has a line about you know Plucky's touching his thumb or Plucky's touching his meat with his thumb. Why you have your thumb on my steak? I didn't want it to fall on the floor again. And Clint Eastwood is uh, looking for some wine. There's one thing I gotta ask you, punk. Where's my wine? <sighs> oh, here you go. Yeah, but I don't want to do my homework. So homonyms. Uh, yeah, so it's a uh, it's all good <laughs> stuff. There's a lot of caricatures, and at the end, they all get kicked out because they uh, they the Hamptons basically destroyed all the cars. So, at the end of it, they go uh, to, um, let's see here, they go to the Mr. DeVille studio, and Plucky's excited to be able to get there, uh, but then the garbage truck empties their dumpster all on top of them. And, uh, yeah, there you go. But they're about to get into the the studio. They're ready to go. So, that's it for the second part. It was restaurant. <laughs> it was a restaurant-themed part. Uh, but what did you guys think about it? What did you think about all these caricatures and stuff? Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. Uh, lots of uh, cameo kind of things. It's kind of fun, but yeah. Um, I don't understand why they thought that this was a good idea uh, to get people that don't know how to serve or ballet to like, it's just like, this is, seems like a terrible idea. But Especially when you're trying to impress celebrities who are all there. Yeah, like... I don't understand. Um, And I assume they would still have to pay them something. Like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) I know this business did go. I mean, you can't, it had to have gone under like afterwards, especially after destroying everybody's car. Um, But, but uh, yeah, it's cartoon logic as we, (laughs) as we say. Uh, Kelly, what about you? Oh, I thought it was funny. It was, Full of lots of surprises, and you never know who would be at the table next. And they they really fit in a lot of cameos in a very short amount of time. Yes, I I did ask my students who were watching this, being you know ten, uh, do any of you know who any of these are? And I I don't think they knew. They were very curious about when they saw the champ come in. They were like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? They really were curious about that. And I was like, you ever hear Mike Tyson? And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the the rest of the caricatures, I think, just went right over their head, which mm. isn't surprising. I mean, there wasn't, I mean, Batman, I mean, they get that, but they don't, they didn't get it when the suit opened up and Michael Keaton came out, which I think we got to mention that this at the time, I think 
when Michael Keaton was first cast as Batman, Kelly, I don't know about you, but there wasn't really any real internet to say at that point. But for some reason, it broke the internet when Michael Keaton was cast. I mean, everyone, all these fanboys were going, no, no. Like they were, there was anger about like, how could they cast him? He's not tall enough. He's not, the, he's no this Yeah, or that. the only other time I remember such a big, uh, uproar about casting was like when Tom Cruise got cast as Lestat in Interview with a Vampire, and that also made you know big waves. Yeah, and the both pre-internet, did. it was a big thing. Now I haven't seen Interview with a Vampire, but I haven't heard anything bad about his performance. It's a good right? I mean, he, <laughs> no, I mean, even the author ended up saying, "Yeah, it was a pretty good choice." I think so. Yeah, and of course, Michael Keaton for a lot of people is their number one Batman these days. Yeah, he's like the popular one now. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, and of course, I'm very excited about the. I haven't been excited about any DC EU films. Uh, I saw Wonder Woman, really liked that. I saw Wonder Woman 84, and I thought it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, The Harley Quinn, I saw Birds of Prey, that was good. But um, the new Flash movie is going to have Michael Keaton coming back as older Bruce Wayne slash possibly older Batman in it. Because I guess they're going to multiverses. Because that's the new thing to do, you know. Bring in Terry McGinnis as young... The new Batman, Batman Beyond. Oh yeah, well they better. I think that's what they be cool. they should do. Um, but it would be curious to see if they keep that. Uh, yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> Tim Burton aesthetic. I almost said Tim Allen aesthetic. I'm, yeah, I'm, those are very different things. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> but it's interesting to see if they they keep his style despite you know different directors and stuff like that. I'm anxious to see what what goes on with that. So, but yes, yeah, so it was that whole thing of you know him opening up the suit and just being this short little guy. I was just like, yep, that was the that was a lot of that internet the uh, thing right there. And we should mention that in the wiki it says that the gag credit for this episode was that Bruce Tim was the caricaturist. And I'm thinking that's not a I don't think that's the gag credit. I think that's truly he was the caricaturist of these celebrities uh showing how to draw them and everything. It's kind of what he part of what he does. He designs characters for series and like whether it was Batman or any of the other su- superhero shows, even like Freakazoid, he did a lot of the initial designs. So yeah, I would think he was the caricaturist of this, and there were good caricatures in this it's one. It's still funny, though, so. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I mean, Bruce Tim, uh, of course, sure. Bruce Tim, of course, doing the Batman animated series, and then Batman having such a big part in the second uh, you know, section is, I guess, just a cool coincidence, but I don't necessarily think it's a gag. But that's that. Um, anyway, good second, good second section right here. Uh, let's go ahead and go to the last, the third act. Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in the third act of Hollywood Plucky? <laughs> All right. In the third part of the episode, the, uh, they're outside the, the DeVille Studios, and Mr. DeVille's in his limo, and Ralph the Guard, whom we recognize from Animaniacs, of course, is uh, he greets him and, by name, and so Plucky realizes that he's, he's right there next to Mr. DeVille's car, and so he, he says, you know, now all I need to do is get inside the studio. 
And then Ralph's asleep and they try to get by and Ralph stops him. And he tells him he's going to give his script to Mr. DeVille. And he asks for a pass. And Plucky gives him his hall pass from Acme University. Acme University Hall Pass? Our alma mater. Wow, why didn't you say so? <laughs> I love this job. Then Plucky does this really great uh, Michael Jackson imitation. Yeah. Complete with like moonwalk and everything. I don't know. I felt like maybe if he'd cut that act a little bit shorter, he might have <laughs> might have gotten by because he, he kind of kept kept it going for a little bit. And then he's imitating Rocky from the Rocky movies. And he's going, yo, Adrian. And then Ralph hits him with a boxing glove. Yo, Adrian. And then Plucky imitates Johnny Carson. And it still doesn't work. Ralph, uh, turns Plucky into like a golf ball shaped thing and hits him with a golf club. Cause you see, then, cause you see Johnny Carson used to do that in the monologues. He used to do the fake swing. Yeah. There you I go. don't really remember that. I used to watch Johnny Carson as a kid. I shouldn't have because it was way too late, but I did. <laughs> uh, so the, um, he, he knocks Plucky right next to Hampton and he, he breaks up into little pieces and then wants to know if anybody's got any super glue. When it's funny because you kind of think that's where it's going to end with that that comment. But then the next scene, he's literally piecing himself back together with some super glue. <laughs> and uh, he attaches his bill back onto his face. And then uh, they sneak aboard a tour bus that, that drives by. And... Then Plucky tells Hampton he's going to meet up with him later, and he jumps off the tour bus and lands in the shark pond. Next stop, I'm out of here. We'll meet back at the front gate. And now, we'll stop it. I'm gone. Our really scary shark pond. I'm a vegetarian. And you hear a little bit of the music that's sort of reminiscent of Jaws. You know, kind of like on the Universal Studios tour, but this is the DeMille Studios. Yeah. He lands in the shark's mouth, and the shark spits him out and says, I'm a vegetarian, which is unexpected. <laughs> Plucky flies across the studio and then lands at Mr. DeMille's office. And Mr. DeMille's building a house out of cards. And uh, Plucky tells him he's been trying to track him down and he's got a script and it's great. And he proceeds to tell what it's about. And it starts when he was a baby. And it all starts when I was just a little egg. The struggle, the heroism of just trying to break out of my shell. You know, and then there's like this dramatic moment where he enters kindergarten <laughs> and oh, the horror. And uh, there's a big musical number at the end, and he's he's acting that out, and um, which kind of that reminded me a little bit of like the ending of the uh, 
Muppets 3D a little bit. Yes. You, you too? <laughs> a glorious three-hour finale. You got, you got a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ah. Uh, so, um, so then Mr. DeVille says, yeah, I think it'd be like a mega blockbuster, uh, you know, make tons of money. And Plucky's like, yeah, really? He's like, yeah, because I just made this movie, except it's called the Buster and Bab story. And I found these two rabbits kind of wandering in the desert at a bus stop. And uh, they had the perfect script. So then Plucky realizes that his whole chance was ruined and he hits himself on the head and uh, then kind of rethinks maybe he shouldn't have left Buster and Babs behind at the bus stop and that he's sorry. And then Hampton catches up with him and asks him if he feels any better. And Plucky says he does. And uh, who needs money when you've got friendship? But Plucky is still mad because it's Plucky (laughs) and he wanted fame and fortune and glory. And that's really all he cared about. I mean, who needs hundreds of adoring fans crawling all over each other to simply catch a glimpse of you? Who needs all that money, that that attention, all that all that glory? I do. I need it. I want it. I want it. I need it. Get it to me. Where's my money? Money, attention, glory. Right now, right here, right in the old feathered palm. I like that last shot when he talks about it because he the iris is closing and he actually pops to the opposite side of the iris, which makes me wonder if he's like in an alternate dimension now of <laughs> like this black void or something. It was a very cool uh, shot, but a lot of cool stuff in here. Uh, let's talk about, I guess, any of the references. I mean, we talked about the the celebrity camp, you know, the things he was you know, trying to act like. Um, I guess the only kind of reference I could think of is actually to Spielberg because the uh, little offices of Cooper DeVille right there look a lot like uh, Spielberg's kind of like southwested Western aesthetic that uh, we've heard that he, he likes, right? Uh, a lot of adobe and cactus and stuff like that in this place. So I think they were trying to to try to essentially kind of caricature Spielberg uh, while not caricaturing Spielberg in <laughs> this one. Um but yeah, there's some cool moments and stuff. Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. Any anything that stood out in this third part that you liked? Um, I thought Ralph looked really cool in this. Like this is his first episode, but like his animation, like I'm like wow. Yeah, like- he looked a little bigger and a little bit more imposing. He was definitely more f- effective at being a guard than he is in yeah. the actual show. <laughs> the oh, Animaniacs. for sure. And I just thought there was some like interesting. Like head-on shots and stuff like that, and like his, and his fingers like pointing at the camera, kind of thing. I was just like, this is like cool, like, like yeah, animation. Like, more dynamic know. angles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, there, there was a part that actually I hate to say it, but it actually reminded me of the reboot of Animaniacs, and that's the oh. that's the part where um, Ralph is holding up Plucky's oh, the close hall. up on his finger. Yes, Plucky's mm-hmm. hall pass. Yeah, you get to see uh, Ralph's uh, lovely uh, manicure work, which is <laughs> there's not much there. Um, um, I thought I liked Plucky's song at the end of his, where it's like you think might think that this is the end, and it is, and it is. <laughs> yep. Be kind to your wet-footed friend, for a duck may be somebody's brother. Be kind to the 
denizens of the swamp Where the weather is very, very damp Oh, you may think that this is the end Well, it is Very abrupt ending, I like that yeah. too um, Yeah, uh, Kelly, what about you? Oh, I think I mentioned uh, all the stuff I thought noteworthy. Um, yeah. yeah. I will say that the kids who were watching it with me... Um, fell asleep were, at this they point. Were, no, then. they did not fall asleep. <laughs> they were still very much raptured of what's going on. Uh, they knew Michael Jackson. They said, that's Michael Jackson. They knew Rocky. Uh, obviously had zero idea who Johnny Carson was, uh, which, yeah, no, 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 duh. Uh, but they were also very confused about the line of I'm a vegetarian. They would say, why? <laughs> it was like, oh, good point. I don't, I don't know why a shark would be vegetarian. It's but why is he talking joke. so? Exactly. Why does a shark talk? Think about that. It's probably an audio animatronic would make the most sense. Yeah. Because, in that way. Yeah. They run on, uh, it's like you're not going to have actual sharks in the shark pond. It's <laughs> it was a very long drop to that shark pond. Yeah, I mean it was like a thirty foot drop. Into I the like the way pond. Plucky says, "Like here I go." <laughs> yeah, here I go. It's like the first stop, I'm out of here. And then... yeah, exactly. Well, I'm obviously close enough. Uh, well, at any rate, uh, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. <laughs> Well, out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode of Tiny Toon Adventures? Who wants to go first? Kelly? Joey. Me? <laughs> Joey never goes first. Okay, okay, okay. I only go first when you guys go, Joey. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to give this one three and a half. Um, I thought it, it, I still have a lot of nostalgia for this episode, um, but I mean, it's not necessarily the funniest episode. It's just fun to watch, you know? So visually, I really liked it. Um, but, you know, story-wise and, and laugh-wise, it wasn't necessarily the most hilarious thing in the world. I, I still liked the the basic plot. I liked how it didn't have a setup to it either. It was just like, boom, I'm going to Hollywood. Like, There's no need to have five, ten minutes of us, you know, planning this out. No, nope, we're just, we're going. So certain things I liked about it, but I just, I don't know, it was just missing a little bit. It's A lot of it gets a little bit dated by today's standards, I think, uh, for some of these celebrities that they picked. But that's just what happens. That's that's the fun thing for me, though, with a lot of these celebrities is trying to figure out who they are, especially ones from, like, these cartoons from the 1930s and 40s. And you're like, who are they impersonating here? Uh, but not everybody's like that. Uh, Nathan, now you go. I was also going to go three and a half because my older brother gave it that. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. And then, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no, I, I liked the uh, cameos and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I was like, um, and there was a couple points where I did laugh, like, or at least chuckled aloud. Uh, but overall, like, yeah, it was just, it was good. Uh, not great, but like a very solid episode. So, okay. And Kelly, what about you? I'll go with three and a half as well. Um, I liked Indiana Jones. And um, I don't know, it was just fun to kind of see some of the tourist spots from Hollywood again, you know, even in cartoon form since I've been there before. But um, some of the jokes, you know, like the Caesar salad was a little predictable. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, 
but I, I loved all the celebrity cameos. And, and like I said, there was a lot to see and going on in the episode. And um, they really did uh, make it fun visually. Yes. Uh, triple and, agreement. And, and, triple agreement. <laughs> and we should mention the animation by TMS on this one was really, really good. Like mm-hmm. just outstanding stuff. They, they, it's just the emotions that they're able to put into the faces of characters like Plucky and everything is is just really cool. So really like that as well. Well, triple agreement. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Let's go ahead and get to our contact information. Nathan, where can people find you online? Uh, oh, I don't know. No, uh, I'm on Twitter, <laughs> Joey. Uh, Django oh. FT, that's me. Oh, okay. I should, should remember this stuff. And Kelly, yeah, what up? I, next time. <laughs> I, I forget about you, Kelly. Kelly, where, where do people find you online? I'm also on Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S, or email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com. Okay. And as for the Animaniacast, check us out. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and, of course, over our Discord server, where you can talk to us and other folks at the RetroZap Podcast Network because we're a member of that podcast network and it's awesome. So head on over, get your welcome link by going to discord.animaniacast.com and you can talk to us about Animaniacs as well as other fans of the show or Tiny Toons or whatever and anything pop culture, in fact, in all the other sections. And uh, subscribe to the RetroZap Podcast Network. That way you can get this podcast and other podcasts delivered to your device for free. And as for you folks out there that would like to go the extra mile and help support our podcast, all while getting extra bonus stuff, well, you should become a patron of our show. Go to patreon.com slash Animaniacast, and you can get bonus audio, such as us talking about stuff, and also, more importantly, Creator's Commentary Series with Tom Rooker. We're going through every episode of Animaniacs, and we're hearing all these behind-the-scenes stories about how everything was made, and the jokes and explanations of stuff. It's really fun and and we've been getting great feedback on it. So if you're interested in any of that, head on over to patreon.com slash animaniacast and we should we appreciate your support. Well that'll do it for today's episode. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying Good night everybody. Good night everybody. Good night everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respected trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Don't try this at home, kids. This should be done only by trained professional idiots.